Hello, welcome to another episode of the Idiot Box Podcast. Uh, I'm Bob, and joining me is my co-host, Caitlin. Hello. Uh, today, we are... I'm feeling a little loose. <laughs> I I had to drink to get, like, in a, in a mental space to, to be able to speak about this unspeakable, vile show. Um, Caitlin I, made me I watch. Everyone, I need everyone to know that what Bob and I just did is to self-harm. <laughs> yeah, and we paid, and we paid $10 each for the, for the privilege of doing it, which makes us, like, you know, way stupider than any of the characters or writers or Obama speech writers that we're about to talk about. We own this show now. It just lives in my Amazon account. They the, the show. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos is 10 meters closer to, to orbit now. Um, the show we're talking about is 1600 pin, which I didn't know existed until Caitlin informed me like two weeks ago, which I now count as one of the worst moments of my life. Yeah, this is. Would you? This is exclusive. Would you like to? (laughs) (laughs) Would you? Would as as some sort of penance? Would you like to introduce the show to everyone and kind of set uh, the scene for them? So, sixteen hundred pen is a thirty-minute sitcom starring Josh Gad from two thousand and twelve. It lasted for exactly thirteen episodes before America decided that they've had enough. Um, it takes place in the White House, and it was created by, uh, now Love It or Leave It, of Love It or Leave It fame, uh, John Lovett, of... One of the... uh, What's their podcast network called again? One of the 37 Johns associated with Crooked Media. Crooked Media, there we go. I could not remember the name of it. It's it's well it's very forgettable. <laughs> it's very forgettable. Um, it it one of the funniest little detail before we get into the show. One of the funniest details for me is that it aired um, from December seventeenth to March twenty eighth. Yeah, it did not last long. That's it. That's it. It was a it was a okay. mid season. This was before, like, shows were like, well, we'll just make up shit called The Mass Singer to air for, like, mid-season replacements. You know, they actually had to make a, sh- like, have a real sitcom in there. Uh, yeah, or just, like, re- was, rerun was, Dateline. Everybody loves that. This was actually during kind of, like, NBC, what is still considered kind of, like, NBC's heyday, where they were, they had shows like Parks and Recreation still on the air. The problem, right. though, that, that is that Thirty Rock had gone off, and The Office had both gone off. I think at this point, and they didn't really have much to fill its place, and so they needed more shows. And so you were just constantly getting this barrage of insanely terrible, like shows oh, that had just kind of been pushed through in order to fill airtime at that point. So I will say, quick note, uh, two episodes down, two NBC shows. Yeah, NBC. Not a good look, not a good sign. I have like. Stop saying yes. Stop saying yes, NBC. I have 
kind of a weird encyclopedic knowledge of NBC during this time period. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> well, now we know Caitlin's fixation. <laughs> Which is what I talked to my sister about the other night at dinner. I admit, <laughs> incredibly horrifying that she was like, I wish you never told me that. <laughs> Forgive me, Father, I have sinned. I know the entire lineup of Buzz CTV in 1998. <laughs> NBC between the years of, like 2010 to 2014. <laughs> Forget it. I yeah. know everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will we will mine mine that for content for years to come. Eventually. Also, if you're hearing any weird noises in the background, that's because one of my cats has taken um, a new uh, a shipment of clothing from my wife and is fighting it in the living room. So, <laughs> And now he's carrying it around like a trophy. So if you hear any crinkly noises, that's it. That's, that's my boy Luca. So... Why don't we start with how the show opens, which is incredibly disappointing. <laughs> the show opens so, on Josh Gad being a seventh-year college student and doing a fraternity prank, and then the Secret Service shows up. So, like, I was really excited because I thought Josh Gad was going to get his ass beat. Um, <laughs> which, which one... Should specifically happen to Josh Gad in any circumstance. But two, should happen to more presidential kids and presidents. But instead, after this little asshole shot a like a like a firework into a frat house and burnt it to a crisp. Before the 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 the, the frat brothers could enact their revenge, the Secret Service comes flying in, you know. It extricates, you know, I don't know, Silver Which, Eagle okay. or whatever his so fucking like, code name was. Strictly from, like, a television standpoint, this seemed like a mistake. They should have just let it go on. They should have let him do it and then, like, get into some sort of trouble for it. As opposed to coming in and saving him. Because narratively, wouldn't that be more interesting? Well, yeah, because there, there's no... I mean, it's a sitcom, but, like... Like maybe this is a recent invention, but but invention, but sitcoms can have stakes, right? Instead, like even, this whole show is, like, it's not even like actual stakes. I guess. I guess what I was thinking was there's more comedy to mine from that, right? Well, because like there there's there's comedy in people like getting into trouble or like going to jail or whatever. But this show, like, it's just got Josh Gad as, like, the president's son being a goofy, like, screeching moron. And people being like, oh, oh, no, the president's son's being an idiot again. What are we going to do? And then, like, he does something charming. and Everyone's like, oh, we, we, we love our idiot. And then, <laughs> and then they... Some of the worst stingers in the history of, like, fucking comedy TV. But, like, okay. So, we kind of, we, we get back to the White House. And it sets up this whole thing of, like, okay, this guy's just, like, a bumbling idiot. And 
for me, what I imagine was they did a take and he acted fine, but then they were like, hey, Josh, can you just, like, real quick, can you just do a take where it's like you have a traumatic brain injury? <laughs> okay, okay, now do a silly one. And then that's the whole show. <laughs> so when I first started, um, so the series stars Jenna Elfman, and when she came on screen, oh, super! I just assumed oh, she God. was the president. I just assumed she was the president, and she does like she doesn't. She has like a like a gaff at a school, and I was like, oh, okay, she's young, female Joe Biden. This is great. But, you know, I was very disappointed to, to learn that she's married to Bill Pullman, who's the actual president. Bill Pullman, who, president again, we should just elect him for real. Yeah. A way worse president in this show. He's terrible. Dude, okay. If you've ever wondered why is Bill Pullman not working as much anymore, he sucks. That's He's bad. He's washed. So, question. Could this president that Bill Pullman is playing deal with the uh, kind of chaos of the other president that Bill Pullman plays? Absolutely not. <laughs> and like, and like jo- Josh Gad would have like done a somersault and like mated with one of the aliens. He created <laughs> like like a hyper like a hyper alien. He would have. They would have made it and, and created the black goo from Prometheus. <laughs> You've heard of international incidents, but have you heard of intergalactic ones? The he Josh Gad is the one like guy in Hollywood that I really hope that QAnon is right about. <laughs> and you can take that in all the different ways it can be taken. I will not elaborate. Wait, are there rumors about him? Is he I don't know, probably. Oh, okay. There should be. Thought, there should be rumors about him. He's, I'm sorry, he has a sicko face. <laughs> That's the closest I'll make to making an allegation. <laughs> so, he, he has the face that you see at the beginning of a Dateline episode. <laughs> so in the show we are next introduced to his younger sister who is surprised she's pregnant um this builds a scandal there's obviously hijinks that ensue none of it is fun it's like it's like if you had a build a bear workshop, but it's it's for a sitcom. Cause everything is just like off an assembly line. Okay. It's like, oh, you know, she might be pregnant. We better show her taking, you know, a dozen pregnancy tests and chugging water. We can't show her chugging orange juice because Juno already came out and they'll get mad at us for that. But she's <laughs> chugging water and then boy, you know she's peeing. And, and oh boy, she just has to accept that the test is positive. Like, yeah, it it works, I guess. But but doesn't but we've utter, seen it. Doesn't she utter some line of, "Oh, this is the first time I've been mad to ace a test or something"? 
Yes, 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 yes. Because one of her like characteristics is that she is the the good kid, the good daughter, the 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 smart one, the one that's going to go into politics. And now she's got this pesky kid growing inside of her. Yeah. So okay, we need to address the age thing because there's (laughs) never a clear answer. (laughs) We are never told how old she is. But we assume she's graduated college. But when I went on Amazon, the description says she's a teenager. This is where I'm confused. Do we know? How and they treat is? her, and they treat her like a teenager. Yeah. But but she's also like she also they also write her to act like the surrogate mother to her younger siblings. Yeah. To a point, to a point of such absurdity that that is the main conflict with her stepmom, played by Jenna Elfman, is that this like twenty-two-year-old is like, no, I'm there. I'm my sibling's real mom. Yes. This and- is not the first strange family dynamic that this show will portray. <laughs> we'll get into that one later. <laughs> Which, okay, I want to talk about the younger kids for a second, because I have no issue with, like, kind of the younger girl. She, whatever, she doesn't really, like, even, she's not a blip on my radar in this show. She oh, I have, a, I, have a, I have a problem with her. It is, it, is really? a, it is a first, it is the first documented example of TV gone woke. <laughs> in what way? Yeah. Is she she she's, she's gay. Okay, but. Okay, I guess in 2012, <laughs> yeah, I know that's woke. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, like, I don't know, like, I, I, I feel like that's, like, might be, like, the one good thing that John Lovett brought to this show, is he's like, one of them has to be gay. <laughs> and it, it, it obvious. okay, I get it, NBC, it can't be Josh Gad, even though that's the obvious choice. Yes. My problem is with that little shit and I can't... Xander? Oh, I remember his name. It's Xander. Xander. Okay. My problems with him... Um... He deserves to get bullied. He needs he to get is bullied. A, he is a beady-eyed beady little freak. <laughs> we're, we're, we're jumping around a little bit, but there's an episode where... I only watched three episodes. That's all I can Well, they introduce they introduce so, these characters at some point because because there is kind of like the news breaking that the sister is pregnant and Jenna Elfman has to go take them out of school so that they don't hear the news from Oh no 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 they're fighting. They get in trouble for fighting. Do they? Each other. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I watched it this morning. I know. They they were fighting each other. Were they fighting? And then outside? somehow they and, and and it's because they had the, a crush on the same girl. No, what? I don't yeah. know that. So, so I the feel first like episode had like a stinger. These episodes. <laughs> so the, the first episode has a stinger of the first family like taking over uh, uh, like a like a like a local pizzeria in DC, which probably none of that shit exists. Okay, it's all like 
900 like Cibaros or whatever. No, I Am live I, in DC. There are plenty of local pizzerias, okay? Not not where not any place where any lanyard dork would go. I worked like three blocks from the White House. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> You're wrong. So they go and take over so they go and take over this little this fake fucking pizzeria. And which I will give the show a little credit and then it does like port portray and eventually show the characters like slight regret of how like the first family doing anything means like terrible traffic consequences for the rest of DC. <laughs> so like the camera pulls out and Wait, there's just quick, like, can I give you, you know, a life example? I was supposed to be yes. at work. The uh, the Metro was on fire as it does sometimes. And so I had to get an Uber to work and there was a, um, a motorcade that made me then 15 minutes late. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I was like, I don't so know like, what diplomat or president or whoever, but whoever it is, I hope you get into a wreck. So, like, the camera pulls back, and it's on this pizzeria, and there's, like, 35 cop cars outside, and they're putting caution tape around. But, yeah, in, in that stinger, um, the, 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 the... Maybe the youngest episode girl sibling says that they uh, says that you know oh well we were we had a crush on the same girl you know and Jenna Elfman's the the stepmom is like oh okay well, that, that's a, that's okay that's fine that's you know we're twenty it's twenty twelve we're cool now <laughs> which um, is how you know which party they represent one hundred percent because every Republican in this show looks and sounds like Colonel Sanders. Um, so, um, the, there is one thing I want, so the plot from this episode was that, like, the president had a trade delegation with, uh, Latin American leaders, and the, and Josh Gad can't stop setting shit on fire. I do remember this, never mind. And the, yep. And the Brazilian president is mad at the American president because the American president injured him in a game of like fucking high a lie or some shit. Um, and so they play tennis against each other. It's really stupid. I don't want to get into it, but it ends with Josh Gad's presidential son character basically sexually assaulting the male press press secretary. <laughs> Do you remember that at all, Caitlin? I do. Yeah. He like forces him into a hug to the point of like wrapping the man's arms around him. I would have reported somebody so quick if they did that to me. Yeah. Oh, it was. It, he was like burying his head in his like bosom. It was disgusting. Can we take a quick break? I'm assaulting. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Josh Gad, like, assaulting the press secretary, who's the only redeemable uh, character on this show. The only, like, real... By, like, a long shot. <laughs> uh, Bill Pullman and, and Jenna are real actors. I think... I think my thing is that he's just, like, the only kind of, like... Like, actor with any sort of, like, accolades currently. 
Yes. Yes. Bill Pullman hasn't really done much. It recently, I guess, if that's Absolutely. the right. And yeah, and neither, and neither, neither is Jenna. Elfman. Yeah, Jenna Elfman's a Scientologist, and like. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Oh, I'm sorry, I broke the spell. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. She's not hot anymore. <laughs> I mean, Jenna, it's over. <laughs> Jenna, there's no chance for us. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> so I I saw I I skipped ahead to the eighth episode. I did not watch this one. So this is all. So here. if there's anything in between, if there's anything in between you and to fill me in on now. Since I watched okay, so I watched the first four, but the second two, I was also scrolling. Like the second half of that, like the, the third and the fourth episode, I was just scrolling TikTok at the same time because I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I at one point walked downstairs to like get a cup of tea or something, and my and I told my grandma what I was doing, and she was like, "Oh, how's the show?" And I was like, "I literally want to jump out the window." <laughs> I was like, "I, I, I, I every I... second of this." I sent Caitlin increasingly like unhinged text messages describing like my hatred for the show. Yeah, Josh Gad. There was a point where I was her. like legitimately concerned that Bob was mad at me. <laughs> I was like, oh, "Would actually be a point? yeah?" <laughs> it was probably the message where I said, "I'm mad at you." <laughs> I'm I, I'm angry at you. I'm I'm I'm. I'm you also I'm I'm upset. Chat. I'm mad. I feel bad. You know, and I'm a little scared. In a group chat also said I'm going to throw Caitlin into a dumpster. Yes. Which yes. fine. That's I where I belong anyway. <laughs> so, so the 8th episode I immediately locked onto. Oh, by the way, we I can't believe we haven't said this. The president's son name is Skip. So his real his real name is Standridge, which he's named after his father. So they call him Skip. Skip. So his real name is Scandrich Gilchrist Jr. Parentheses Skip. He's gonna be in so, for a sex crime with that name. Oh yeah, in that face and that vibe and everything else about it. But enough about Josh. But it's like a fun feeling of like what kind of crime? <laughs> um, so I I locked into this like a like a like a Chinese missile on an F twenty two when I saw the Amazon description say something like Skip makes his very own podcast. One podcast okay i'm interested too the way it said very own was like it was like a like a like a three-year-old learning mozart <laughs> skip makes his very own podcast like a big big boy he's so smart he knows how to plug a microphone into a laptop <laughs> well he knows to do a lot more than that and that is to employ his 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 freakish demonic younger brother 
to be his producer. <laughs> and on on this podcast, which is like produced in a way where it's like morning drive time radio, it, it sounds like it sounds like 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 Man Cow or like Opie and Anthony with like the sound drops and like the goofy bits. Um, it's very telling. Like even in 2012, like like podcasts weren't like a weird thing. Um, yeah, that's kind of they like John big deal. Yeah, and so like John Lovett and Josh Gad both thought that that's what podcasts sound like, which is very makes it very funny that John Lovett is hey, doing Bob. what he now hey, does for a living. It would, what do you call yes. a, what do you call a group of white men? Oh my, oh, a freaking podcast. (laughs) So like, during like the years of my life that I wasn't doing a podcast, I still kept that in my Twitter bio. Because every time I made someone mad, okay, they would just be like, you got a fucking podcast! And and I would and I only and I only only use selfies that I take in a car for that very reason. It's a great bit. It's just a combination of doing a podcast and having like a selfie taken in a car. And like I'm smiling and stuff. It's not like I'm making some like angry video. It just sets people off. They get in really the, mad in the best. I've ways. I've seen you make people matter that I've probably ever seen anyone make. <laughs> Um, so even yeah i just i i i love the what do you call a group of white men thing (laughs) because it's like the it's the it's the genesis of so many moments of joy for me online (laughs) so so skip makes a podcast and the the press questions the press secretary about it which of course he doesn't know about it oh no you know the president's dumbass son has a podcast we've got we got to quit it so so skip gets the press secretary he's like look i'll stop the podcast but you gotta come on my show and the guy like a fucking idiot agrees and so comedy is so he gets the press secretary to admit that as an intern, he wrote all of the presidents, now presidents, then congresspersons, personal correspondence. Which means that the one time that Josh Gad's presidential father ever told him he was proud of him was actually his intern. <laughs> And so you have this this grown man, like, screaming and crying about, like, his father having another grown adult man (laughs) write his son a letter while he's in, like, summer camp and and getting bullied. We as a country need to... Relegate Josh Gad to just doing children's movies. That's it. That's all he needs to be doing. Or, 
Or like the weird NBC specials where they're like, you know, NBC presents a live performance of Beauty and the Beast with Josh Groban. Except just get Josh Gad and he plays all the parts. <laughs> he needs to. Yeah, no. He would love to be Belle. He would love to be Belle. He would love to just to prance out there with an armful oh, of Oh, put him in a wig. He he doesn't even need one. He's got like fucked up hair. It's fine. <laughs> it, it'll it'll be fine. So I had to look. I had to look up this review that I found earlier to get the wording right. We have um, a couple reviews that we want to talk about. A reviewer. So the I just want to read this one to describe Josh Gad. Yeah. So uh, Tim Surratt of TV.com said that the show is what happens when network executives think a screeching buffoon equals laughs. That's the perfect description of Josh Gad in this show. Every other actor plays it pretty straight, and then you just have this, like, fucking idiot frothing at the mouth, running into scenes. Can I make a little bit of speculation here? Because this is coming, like, hot off the heels of... Things like The Office. What I'm wondering is, do they think that, like, surrounding this, like, crazy person with a bunch of people who are kind of playing it straight is what kind of made The Office successful? Because you have, you have this, like, kind of formula of Steve Carell as Michael Scott, and then you have kind of everybody around him playing it a lot more straight than he's playing it. Oh, yeah. But I wonder if there was a little bit of that within this, of being like, okay, well, we can kind of replicate that, and them just completely missing the mark of what made The Office and Michael Scott work. I could see that, because I've seen some of the, like, notes that studio executives pass down the shows, and they really are that stupid. Yeah, like, I wonder... Like, their whole deal is to, like, distill something to its base elements and then say that these base elements are why the show right, is good. Right, because what made The Office work and Michael Scott work is that it was a relatable character of kind of just this person who was in charge that was not kind of capable of being in charge, but at the end of the day was... And then you kind of boil it down to, okay, well, the formula is you have this larger-than-life character and everybody else is playing it straight, and that's comedy, and it doesn't work every time because you miss what actually made it work. I don't know. That's that's my speculation because it was so close to when The Office was on. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, like, studio executives really are that stupid. Yeah. And then you throw it on the air, and you're like, oh, nobody's going to know the difference. And, of course, people know the difference. People are able to immediately sniff out the difference. (laughs) Because I think audiences are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. Did you watch any of the episodes between episode eight and the finale? I did not. Okay, no. good. No, we can so, just talk about the finale. <laughs> the, so the, the finale, which ends up being the, 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 the series finale, 
Um, actually kind of works as a finale. I have to give them some credit. I can't be too much of a hater. Yeah, I think a lot of shows that go into these short seasons of, like, 13 episodes know that they have to kind of wrap it up just in case, because the the likelihood that they were getting renewed, especially at that point when NBC was going through such, like, turmoil on their Thursday night lineup, or their comedy lineup, here's my, right. here's my insane uh, NBC, <laughs> like, let's go um they were going through like such this kind of tumultuous time where they were trying to like revamp their lineup because they were losing shows their anchor show at that point was parks and recreation they lost community from their own like on their own volition they had canceled community they lost 30 rock and so they were trying to like build around it so what they were trying to do at that point was build up this lineup and so the reason that this show got an order was because they had names attached to it so all of these shows that were kind of cycling in you had this other show bffs that i really liked but they were cycling in but they knew that they might only have 13 episodes because of this era of like we're only taking things that stick within the lineup so they all knew that they either had to stick the landing within 13 episodes or it was just going to make everybody upset. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is what I did in high school, by so, the way. I was really cool. <laughs> everyone, everyone's really jealous of your wife. Um, I'm sure we'll get into this more at some point, but that's Look, look, it's not it's not nearly it's not nearly as cool as what I did in high school, which was post tens of thousands of messages on the message board forum. Oh, I was on Twitter talking about this. One of my closest friends, like to this day. Like, oh, I think it's like been 12 years at this point that we've been friends. I met her because we were both fans of NBC Thursday Nights. <laughs> Must, must see she TV. just had her second kid and uh we're still we're still close to this day i love her so much <laughs> that rules hell yeah so i was really cool i just need everyone to know that <laughs> oh no john john lovett has a lot of writing credits on this season on what season? That's oh, that's so grim. On oh, wait, what? For the this season, what we're oh, what I was we're like, talking what you... about? <laughs> it had one season. <laughs> yeah, but it, it has. I just I figured he was just like in name no, only no, involved. No, 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 I didn't no, know he, he actually wrote the shit. Involved in creating the show and writing it and like the production. He was like on set with Gad and things like that all day. Oh my god. So the, the, the finale begins with the president and the first lady being interviewed and the president making a joke about how, like, marriage sucks, basically. <laughs> Which, oh boy, the conservatives don't like that. So it turns out that the president and the first lady got married in Vegas on sort of a whim. 
And um, I'd marry Jenna. Oopsie oh, Daisy, oh, they man. can't produce. I would marry Jenna. I would have one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, but at this at this time, you Caitlin could not marry Jenna Elfman at any on any sort of whim. This is no, I was eighteen. This is a, this I is was the dark days. I could... no, 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 no. Oh, that's oh. not the joke. It was <laughs> it wasn't legal. Caitlin's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. I promise, Jenna Elfman's not a sicko. <laughs> it's not Josh Gad. She's like finally a problematic age gap relationship for me. I want one so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they can't they can't produce the the wedding license or marriage certificate. And of course, everyone blames you know dumbass Skip because everyone just assumes that idiot moron Skip did it. And so this is a. This is a this is an episode that John Lovett clearly wrote to be about Obama's like tan suit scandal because the, the the president and first lady decide that as a way of like stamping out this little scandal they're just going to get married again. Wait, before we move on, can we mention the Chuck Todd <laughs> cameo? Oh. He he looked so Chuck Todd made a cameo, and he looked like five foot two. <laughs> I don't know. Like for some reason, they made the camera not focus in on him fully, and he looks like a like a he child like with a goatee shit. painted on his face. He looks like shit. he looks horrible. They were like, "Let's get the he looks fucking horrible." All right, all right, let's get the most unflattering angle of Chuck Todd real quick. We just need to, and then we'll wrap him. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say they got the handsomest man on MSNBC. At that point, yeah. Wait, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What year did Chris Day start? So, (laughs) I don't think he was cooking in 2012. But you're right. Chris Hayes is the answer to that question. He's the handsomest man on MSNBC. Easily. (laughs) So, um... The 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 show had this had multiple like traumatic for me events in it. Um, I know I'm skipping around a little bit, but the most traumatic was Josh Gad singing "Time After Time" during the wedding I had ceremony. To Bob about that one, I was like, by the way, you have to watch the finale. Josh Gad sings. <laughs> And as soon as Josh Gad pulls out a microphone, I text Caitlin and I was like, I'm putting a gun in my mouth. <laughs> right of now. Of, like, self-violence over this episode. <laughs> and so, so the second, this was immediately followed by the second most traumatic scene for me. So the, so the, so the first daughter goes into labor. The, the the pregnant girl who's anywhere between like seventeen and twenty five. <laughs> we have no clue. We have no idea. They don't say. They imply different things at different times for various plot devices. It's very weird. So she plays like the like like her playing birthing pains sounded like Cinemax at like one in the morning. It was weird. It was, 
was not. It was fucking weird. Oh, oh my god, I almost forgot. Speaking about fucking weird. This show makes it crystal clear that Josh Gad wants to fuck his stepmom. It is fucking creepy. Like every other episode, he's like, oh, I wish she gets stuck in the dryer. Oh boy. Oh wow. <laughs> like when she's getting remarried to his father, he's making jokes about it being their wedding. Yeah, he. Listen. I can't say I blame him. Jenna Yeah. But I can say it's, it's weird. It's definitely weird. It's definitely weird. But I Oh, so 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 this is about Obama's tan suit scandal because as they're getting going through like the wedding planning, the first lady is told many times, well, like you can't wear that dress because you know, twenty-seven percent of the American people thinks it looks too hoity toity. Or, you know, you know, you can't serve beef because you'll you'll piss off the chicken farmers and you can't oh, yeah. serve chicken because oh, you'll piss yeah, off the beef farmers. And then someone and then somebody pops in. This is completely unnecessary. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't serve pork because you'll <laughs> piss the Jews off. And it's like you didn't need to you did not need to say that. I remember. Like, first of all, it's the expected joke. I was I was at work and I was watching this episode because so I work in a, an accounting office and we're doing taxes and stuff. So I have like room to kind of like watch stuff while I'm throwing like things together. And so I was watching this at work and that part popped up and my ears perked up. I was like, what? <laughs> I turned my, I whipped my head around to my like phone screen. And I was like, and I had to like rewind it by a couple of, Six seconds. I was like, what just happened? So, a side bit in this show is that the first daughter had had a relationship with the press secretary, who is a young black guy. Her, like, what she, you know, really believes is her baby's father is like a kind of Amel. like stereo it's, <laughs> it's the lesser Robbie, yeah, exactly it is Robbie Amell and it is exactly the role that you expect Robbie Amell to be playing in 2012 douchebag college guy frat guy who doesn't know where he is <laughs> And so the show ends on the incredible shock revelation. And I cannot believe they told this fuck they pulled this fucking gag in 2012, but they they pulled the fucking black baby gag. And they cut to a delivery room where it looks like people are going to a fucking funeral. And they're like, they're like, boy, howdy! This sure puts a wrench into things. And the camera pans over to this little black baby. And you can tell that they were like, okay, well, either way, this is either our finale, and people are like, okay, that's his kid, or season two, they're like, okay, we have to figure out that's his kid. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, they were. You could tell that they were like a uh, kind of proud of themselves. They were. 
incredibly ready to get picked up for season two. <laughs> oh yeah, they thought that shit was happening. They were like, we have this in the bag. <laughs> it was... Anyway, that did not no, happen. No, 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 it didn't happen. And for good reason. The show was terrible. I don't know if they mentioned that before, but it you was maybe... bad. Now, you may be thinking, you may be thinking, Bob, Caitlin, I really want to watch this show, but I'm not comfortable ethically with giving Jeff Bezos 10 of my hard-earned dollars. That's okay. You're in luck. Because on April the 7th, 2015, 1600 Pin, the complete series on DVD, was released in America. I'm so happy for them. I actually want to see this. <laughs> you should. Like, what if I what if I just bought it like, just for like my my shelf as a bit? Yeah, it's thirty dollars. <laughs> That's twenty more dollars than I was willing to spend. It is. It is all. It is. All, it is Amazon's choice. <sighs> For $30, you save 12% by buying now. And, you know, today is, uh, you know, Tuesday, March 7th. You can get it Thursday, March 9th. That's so quick. For your very own 1650 with Josh Gad <laughs> screaming like a fucking banshee on the cover. <laughs> I don't know that we. I wonder if we if I, we would get in trouble if I just made Josh Gad's face like that. No, like you the, should like absolutely do that. I don't know that we've stressed enough just to how awful it is to listen to Josh Gad during the show because I feel like we've spent a <laughs> this lot. This is of the worst Josh Gad has ever we've been. We talked a lot about the show as like a whole. I don't know that we've quite hit home just how awful it is to listen to Josh Gad. He is a screeching heart. Every episode. Like every Every episode was 23 minutes, but it felt like it was 75 minutes. And it's like everyone else, like the president will be like, hello, I'm you know, I'm I'm president, you know, gun shithead. And then you just see me like, hey everybody, I'm the president's son! Just screaming into the fucking scene. It's awful. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's like I I can't I can't emphasize enough how terrible it is to listen to this show. So I I just before we before we 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 yeah. sign off, I just want to read the description of the show from yeah. Amazon. The Gilchrist are just the average American family dealing with all the everyday issues, like a grown kid who's forced to move back home, children who are smarter than their teachers, and a stepmom desperately trying to win over the kids. In other words, just like everyone else, with one exception, they live in a very <laughs> special house. The White House. Awful. My, 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 the only, the only joke I could find out was instead of saying the White House, they're like, you know, little St. James <laughs> Island. In a very or special house on little St. James that definitely is in a this temple. Is they would be. 
They'd be on that list. <laughs> yeah. Josh 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 Gad founded the 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 young DSA chapter <laughs> St. James. Alright, do you want to play fuck Mary Kill? Uh I mean that's gonna be I can't okay, that's it's super easy. easy fuck Mary Alright. Okay, you I'm first. Go, you, you fuck Bill Pullman's character, you fuck the president. You marry Jenna Elfman. Yeah. And then you kill Josh Gad. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> There's it. There's one answer and that's, that's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> it's like and like I guess maybe like like you, you could, could maybe like talk me into the, the press yeah. secretary. We definitely. I think you. I think you. I think you, you married marry Jenna. Jen she's smart. She's cunning. You marry her. Obvious. She's hot. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy choice. Easy. <sighs> Yours was a hard choice. Watching this show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Coming home from work today. Coming home from work today, and then. Finding the inner strength to look up the show and then seeing that I had to pay money for it. And just be like, oh well, fuck it. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay because I, I put it I put it I put it on I put it on an expired card. So it let me access it, but I immediately got it. I immediately got an email from Amazon that was like, hey, you're Fucking payment didn't go through for some reason. That's crazy. That's well deserved. <laughs> I just, I just, yeah. I was like, I come on, no way. Oh my god. I, I don't have anything else to say about the show. Just, just, just how bad I feel. I feel like, I feel like I've taken like a, like a, gone like swimming in a tar pit. See, I did the smart thing and I broke I just feel it bad. I watched four episodes one night and then I didn't watch another episode again for like two weeks. I was like, <laughs> I have to take a break. Oh, we're we're we'll be we'll be coming back to you soon with a with a very, very different show. No less ridiculous, but very different, and not, not on NBC. NBC. Next time, not NBC. <laughs> I think it's on the Travel Which Channel. Is also actually, incredible. amazing, amazing. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm I'm, I'm Bob, and uh, we're Idiot Box. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.